The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome back to Hunting Home. On this week's episode, we have uh, two really important guests. We have Claire Cross and Gail Hunter, uh, both team members of the Home Hunters Group. And uh, we're going to talk about the differences in their opinions of real estate from having a long background in real estate and then being a rel- relatively new agent and just kind of have a Q&A and, and see what the differences are and, and probably a lot of the similarities. Without a, without in the studio, not in the studio today is JJ Marsh and Rocky Rice, also members of the Home Hunters Group. Um, and so myself, Claire, Gail, JJ, and Rocky make up the Home Hunters Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. So Claire, let's start with you. Um, you're a Council Bluffs native, right? Yes. And uh, you w- went off to college and come back to Council Bluffs. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yep. So I'm Council Bluffs born and raised, 24 years old, went to college, got a communications major while playing collegiate volleyball. And then my senior year of college kind of started taking the real estate stuff and getting into real estate. And now I'm about a year and a half as a full-time agent. Okay. And so when you, how long do you think you had the real estate thought? Was it just your senior year or is it something you had always kind of thought about? I always thought about it. I knew I necessarily didn't need to go to college, but I wanted to have that college experience, get a degree. So I focused on it towards the end of my college career. And you went to Lewis Central, right? Yes. And then Graceland for college? Yep. And where's Graceland? It's a really small town, Lamoni, Iowa. It's about an hour south of Des Moines. Okay, okay. I, I didn't mention that, as most of you that are listening probably already know this, but Gail is my dad, so I know the answer to a lot of these questions already, uh, but maybe you don't. So, uh, Dad, why don't you talk about your background a little bit, where you were born and raised, and when you came to Council Bluffs? Uh, we came from Percival, Iowa, a farm background. We moved to Council Bluffs in 1966. My dad started his real estate career key real estate here in town with Bob and Norma Edwards. We were delivering known your neighbor cards uh, in the late 1960s. So really my real estate career started way back then. And did grandpa get into real estate right basically when you guys moved to town or when was that? Yes, that was the reason for moving off the farm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so let's, let's ask him a few questions that I'm I'm interested to hear we t- we as a team we talk about a lot of these things you know on a daily basis to make ourselves better and that's kind of the really cool part about the team aspect is that we can bounce ideas off each other and also you know today we went all three of us went and looked at a property and uh, you know told the homeowner today that that's kind of the approach that we take is that it's good to have multiple opinions and then and we go back to the office and discuss those things and kind of find common ground. So Claire, I know you kind of talked about having the thoughts about being a real estate agent when you were in college, but is is there any inspiration for you that brought you into the business? And then how did you get started? So I actually do love this question because I feel like as a young agent, <clears throat> there's this weird trend that real estate's glamorous and people can just jump into it and get rich really fast. And 
that's not the reason I'm in real estate or what I was inspired to be in real estate for. I want to help people find their home. I want to help investors or builders or anyone that wants to get into real estate, like, understand how the process works and help them find what works for them and fits for them, not just throwing a house into a family into a house and then calling it good. It's it's more personal level and having those personal relationships. Okay. I was going to say, so it's relationship based. Yep. Dad, what about you? What, when you, so you first got into, you got your license in 1980? Yes. Is that right? So how old were you in 1980? 20 years old. So what, what was your, obviously having some family in the business, what was your kind of push into it? Um, I always was excited uh, about for my dad when uh, he came home and talked about um, listing or selling a property and, and the people involved, and um, that kind of drove me to uh, pursue it. Would you say that uh, you still do, you're still in it today for the same reasons that you got into the business originally? I would. Um, I, I think it's grown uh, my thought process in uh, in serving uh, our customers and clients. That's funny that you said that about my grandpa is because I felt like when I got my license, I already had a v- pretty good taste of what the business was like, just kind of seeing it firsthand, talking about it, hearing about it, uh, having a lot of other family in the business, which I felt kind of gave me a really good head start when I started and not totally starting from scratch, which I think was a really good thing for you as well, Claire, starting out as a unlicensed assistant yeah, and learning a lot of stuff before you got your license and before you're just out there, you know, with the wolves. Yep. Wouldn't you say that helped a lot? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you, th- either one of you guys, what do you think um, some of the biggest challenges that new agents face today that are getting into the business? I truly think it's the pace of the market. Yeah, it can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. How do you change your client's mind when they just fell in love with this house and at at a blink of an eye, it's pending and there's no other possibility for that? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep up sometimes. And and being a new agent that hasn't been in the market the last few years, you might not understand that right off the bat. And And at the same time, it's also probably the only thing that you know. Yeah, all I've seen is a quick, fast market. So yeah, what's yeah. going to happen when it's not? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think it's it's changed over the years. Um, of course, our inventory in, in this current market is very low. and But I, I think for new agents, um, to the team concept is a great place to be because you're around people that are, are making things happen. Uh, you learn, uh, see the things that they're going through as uh, through the process of listing and selling homes. And I think that worked for Claire very well because she was involved uh, for about four or five months before getting her license and and saw uh, the different programs that we use, the computer programs, uh, the dot loop, paperless transactions that we do, the really the things that we do are a lot the same, but the people that we meet are different. So we need to um, set ourselves up to meet at their level. Mm-hmm. Claire, I'm going to pull from the hip on this one. Yes. I think for me, getting started, being a, being a quote-unquote younger person, you're younger than I was when I started, but I think a really hard thing for a, for a young new agent is that 
it's hard to get people to trust you. Oh yeah. With their probably their largest financial uh, decision that they're going to make, uh, even if you are better equipped than somebody that's maybe twenty years older than you. There's something with the age. How would you say that you're overcoming that? You know, when people bring that, they're not afraid to tell me that because I'm young. Because it's a good point. Um, you wouldn't want a brand new painter painting your house when someone else has been doing it forever. So I kind of fall back into our team a lot. Like, hey, we do have this experience. I'm not just throwing the contracts out there. Like, it's reviewed. We go over it. Like, we cover all the corners. And mm-hmm. the experience with the team really helps. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would add to it that yeah, a lot of times – not always, but a younger person getting into the business that's really trying to build something is going to be significantly more motivated oh, yeah. um, to get things done than maybe somebody on the other side. All right, next question. This is for you, Dad. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the real estate industry over the course of your career, whether it's from technology, whether it's people-based, you know, anything that you've really noticed? Technology is a really big part. Even into the early 90s, we were carrying a, a book around that we clipped our listings in and out of. Uh, we used to need to go to the assessor's and auditor's office for information, actually make the physical trip to the courthouse uh, until the mid-90s. And so it, it, it really took on a change there. Uh, continued uh, programming that is computer and Internet-related um, are big things. The team concept, we keep going back to that, was, was not even really talked about or, or there might have been uh, two individuals together, but now there are teams from three or four. Uh, some teams at, at our company have uh, 30, 40 people. I, it's hard for me not to laugh sometimes <laughs> when I think about just the difference and, and, and picturing those things. I think about Today, if, you know, the houses that we see that hit the market that go pending in 24 hours with multiple offers, and I just have this vision of 20 real estate agents running in different directions, (laughs) and yeah, it just makes me laugh. And, you know, the other thing that I I think about a lot is our use of dot loop and electronic signatures. You know, for me, the last couple weeks, it would have been me going to Mon Damon, Iowa to get a signature or meet him somewhere for signatures and uh, just a lot of back and forth, a lot of driving and meeting people when we can do it kind of at the snap of our fingers now through Dot Loop, which is a blessing. And it's also kind of interesting. I, I thought that this would come up somewhere along the, in the conversation as far as probably the people that Claire and I are dealing with more often are a lot more comfortable signing things electronically. And that sometimes would prefer that than, you know, I know, Dad, a lot of times you're talking about people that they 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 don't want to do that or they don't even have an email address that they're going to do that. They're going to meet you in person and they're going to sign things with a pen. So kind of interesting, the differences between people. Uh, yeah, some of my favorite customers are those that uh, want to meet at your uh, office, at your office table or at their home, at their dining room table. Uh, they want to look at you as they're talking to you, um, look at your sincer- sincerity, and um, just think it's very important to still have that aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. So, Claire, getting in and, and having some production under your belt and dealing with some different people, 
is this everything that you thought it would be? Um, what's, what's different or what's the same or tell us about that. You know, when I first was getting serious about my real estate license, I did some shadowing and kind of dug deeper into what I would need to put into this business to get what I wanted out of it. Cause I knew real estate was not just a one, two step type of process. And you know, it is what I expected. However, like being into more deeper contracts and other things like that, there's a lot more that comes with it that I did not expect. What do you spend more time doing than you thought you would? Gosh, I think I spend more time f- being on call almost. Like everyone says real estate agents, oh, they have all the time in the world. It's actually <laughs> not that. We're yeah. on call every day, day and night, holiday, basketball game, whatever it could be. We're always there. I think I spend more time answering questions and finding the answer to those questions yeah. And then not even finding the answer to the question. I got to digest it and then relay that answer in a different, totally way to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, what do you think, Dad? What do you think people think that we do compared to what we really do? I think um, people have a different um, opinion or thought of of uh, what real estate people's life is really like. Part of why I chose it was the, the freedom involved uh, with your with your days and your nights, you uh, can set it up. Uh, for for example, I was able to make all your baseball games and sporting events, the cross country, because uh, I was able to, I, as a self employed person, able to schedule those things uh, around uh, the real estate business, and and that was one of the advantages. But to replace that time, you may be working at an early evening or a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes I feel guilty, you know, on a Thursday afternoon, you know, we cut out of the office or something a little early, but then it's it's easy to forget sometimes that you might have worked all weekend long. That's why I it doesn't bother me because I I there's never really a time that I feel, feel like I'm working, like I'm going to work. It's just kind of a just what you do. Um and so that's why, you know, for me, it's it's really enjoyable. Um, so on a little bit lighter note, Dad, you've been in a lot of different houses, done a lot of showings, a lot of appointments. What is the craziest thing you've ever seen? Well, I would think it would go back to quite a while ago when we would all get together either in our cars in a caravan at one of the companies I worked at. We actually had a bus. We toured either uh, on Monday or Thursday mornings. Sometimes there were quite a few of us. Uh, There was a house that was in the west end of Council Bluffs that we had been to the day before, and there was a large Doberman that was chained uh, out in the yard, actually chained chained to this giant doghouse. And he could not get to the sidewalk because the chain wasn't long enough. So the next day we went back and we were headed up the sidewalk and the dog had moved the doghouse forward. He'd pulled the chain and got the doghouse forward. So he was able to get to the sidewalk and it was kind of entertaining there for just a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we could ever bring back the bus tour? Uh, I think it's really difficult to get that many people together in this day and age. Um, we're moving faster, um, get trying to accomplish more in a shorter time. So I, I think that's going to be difficult, other than the fact that you just have something open for a couple-hour period and let mm-hmm. people come as uh, they can. Yep. 
another thing that I think about, thinking about the past, um, which really wasn't that long ago, was when we had the TV channel that had the listings play through. And I that makes me laugh, too, because just the difference from that period to now is there's very few people that would sit there now and wait if they saw a house and wait for it to come back around on the reel they're just going to get on their phone and look up exactly what they need to look up so that i mean that was what do you 10 15 years ago been about 15 years ago and and you couldn't get the information there fast enough now the the homes would be pending before they ever hit the uh, television screen so yeah it's funny how it changes um so my last question and feel free to elaborate as much as you want, is if you had a potential client or anybody ask you, they're thinking about purchasing a home, they're thinking about selling their home, if they asked you, why why do I need to hire a realtor, what would you tell them? I would say simply it's not easy. It might look easy, but it's definitely not easy. There's a lot that goes into it between financing and the documents and maybe inspections and liability. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call us professionals for a reason. And the, it, the structure of many real estate transactions um, are very complicated. Uh, we deal with septic inspections, septic tank inspections, water tests, all the banking, the pre-approvals of the buyers to make sure that uh, you, on your listing you've got a sound buyer and that your seller doesn't have his property on the market for an ex- off the market for an extended period while um, we're finding out that this, the buyer may not qualify. So pre-approving the buyers, talking with your sellers uh, upon the listing uh, about the honesty needed to, uh, for filling out the seller's property disclosure and the fact that you don't want to have somebody um, upset about something that you didn't tell them about the property uh, six months, two years after the transaction's closed, we we try not to ever have to revisit that property and make sure that when it's being sold to someone, they know the facts. Well, that was enough information that that should change anybody's mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for coming in today. Like I said, I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about somebody that's been around for a while, especially in the same community, and then somebody that's born and raised in this community and then just getting into the business. So we are the Home Hunters Group um, at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, uh, licensed in Omaha, in Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, so please, please keep us in mind when uh, you hear people talking about real estate. You know, whatever that might be, please connect us so we can have those conversations. So once again, thanks for listening to Hunting Home.